Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas. As usual, I am your host, AJ Kierens, introducing you to the artists around the world that help bring your favorite beers and breweries to life. This week, we are out episode number 1515, Quince. Pretty crazy. So on this week's episode, it's a really unique story in how we came to learn of our artist, one of my newly found of the last several months favorite breweries is Heist Brewery out of Charlotte, North Carolina. I was introduced to them via a good friend of mine, Seth, who is a loyal listener and supporter of the project, so thanks to thanks to Seth. So Seth introduced me to the work of Eric Mitchell and the team over at Heist. I'm doing the process of sending over Crowlers and other great beers from the brewery, they started canning. And so as the cans came in, I was more than thankful and more than appreciative, but thought that these are pretty cool labels. They have a unique style to them. They have kind of a cartoon flavor to them. And so from there, reached out again to Seth, who got in the hold of Eric, who passed along the information to me about our artist this week, who is David Kaminsky. So on the surface, we thought Davis would was doing more of the, the cartoon style work and we learned that that just kind of one facet of his work and it was really cool to learn about him as an artist a sculptor he sent over some pieces that he's been working on that we have up on the website 16ouncecanvas.com and so we hope you really enjoy learning a little bit more about david and his process how he works with heist how he came to team up with them and remember you can check us out again on the web 16ouncecanvas.com you can find us on Instagram, 160Z Canvas, as well as Facebook and Twitter. If you are an artist or you just got some great beer porn that you're trying to share with the world, give us one of your hashtags. Share the love. Pound sign, hashtag, tic-tac-toe, 160Z Canvas. Or just get in touch with us via the website and let us know that you're an artist. We'd love to hear from you. And spread the word. I want to thank those once again who's taking the time to give us a review. Simple stars always help, or just writing a quick review on iTunes. Helps get the word out, spreads what we're doing. We're trying to introduce the world to new artists, introduce you, and we appreciate you taking the time to join us. If you are new here, welcome. There's plenty, plenty of information out there for you. Go back and discover the world of craft beer, the art of craft beer. It's a fun adventure. We're happy to be doing it with you. And hopefully you'll stick around and become part of our little community here. So, as I said, on this week's episode, we are featuring Charlotte-based artist David Kaminsky. And you are listening to the 16-ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcasts. So without further ado, we're just going to get right into it. Thank you for listening. And here we go. David Kaminsky, 16-Ounce Canvas, The Art of Craft Beer Podcast. All right, so welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas. Uh, once again, I want to thank you for, for tuning in. Uh, on this week's episode, we have Dave Kaminsky joining us from North Carolina. Thank you very much, Dave, for, for taking the time to join us. Thanks, AJ. Thanks for having me. Oh, excellent, excellent. Now, what part of uh, North Carolina are you in? I'm in Charlotte. All right, cool. Excellent. Um, I pretty much grew up here. Um, I consider it home. All right. Well, yeah, you don't have much of a, a southern draw, so that was, I wasn't sure I wasn't sure if it was home or not. No, uh, I, uh, I've been all over the world, uh, but uh, I've spent most of my time in Charlotte. Um, oh, I spent time in Oakland. Excellent. Uh, I spent a little, little time in Germany. and. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I've been, been around. Yeah, that's excellent. Now, what what's the reason for the traveling? Are you a, a military family? Uh, no, my dad, uh, mom and dad were engineers, so they traveled a lot growing up, and uh, they worked abroad a lot. Um, so I got got a chance to experience a lot of different cultures. And um, actually, my daughter is first generation American. My family was all born in uh, Tbilisi, Georgia, Republic of Georgia. Okay. By the Black Sea, former Soviet Union. And uh, so I, I moved here as a refugee with my parents uh, when I was three and uh, grew up in the States learning English and Russian 
at the same time. Excellent. It's a very, uh, it's a very uh, interesting time, I guess, for for you and your family. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. Yeah, I, especially now with all the uh, <laughs> the testimony on the on Trump's scandal with Russia and all that. Yeah. <laughs> right, and refugees, and you know, uh, deportation. Yeah. So it's definitely you. You have. Yeah, absolutely. You have a. Uh, 360 degrees on that one, I guess. So that's really, that must be really interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, again, thank you for, thank you for making the time. Uh, the reason we've, uh, come to learn of Dave, um, is, um, do you, do you prefer Dave or David? Dave is fine. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. The way we came to, to learn of Dave and his art is one of my new favorite breweries, uh, Heist Brewery. And, um, they started just canning, you know, not too long ago, and so there's some really cool art that that Dave's done, and he shared some of his other pieces with us. So we'll definitely have that up for you on the website, and we'll be uh, we'll be poking at Dave to get his his website up, or you know, maybe some maybe an Instagram or something like that, so we can showcase it more for you. But we'll definitely have it for you on, on the website. Sure. Excellent, Dave. So uh, as a, as an artist, you know. If you're kind of, I always ask kind of like for the, like the elevator pitch, how would you describe your, you know, your art? It was really interesting. You know, the, the work that you shared with me it definitely is a lot different than the, the label work you've done. Um, how would you yeah. describe yourself? Well, I, um, you know, I, I studied graphic design, uh, in college and, um, and so, you know, I have a, I have a really kind of strict design sense but also i have a a a very uh kind of rough and raw art sense as well um because i also do sculpture and and painting and and assemblage and things like that uh so during the day you know my my job my profession is doing broadcast design um working for television so doing animations and graphics and uh print work um and then i also you know do sculptural work uh and digital illustration so kind of kind of run run the gamut uh, as far as design and, and art goes. Um, I would say that my aesthetic is very intimate um, and kind of tends to go a little dark. Um, and uh, but I also I'm, I, I like to be very clean but aged at the same time if that makes any sense. Um, so uh, you know composition form is very important to me, uh, but also you know. I like I like weathered things and and old things and dirty things, um, so that kind of mix um, is often found in my work. You said it better than I did. So yeah, I think that's great. I, and looking at the pieces, I definitely think the the materials that you use are, are really interesting. They're obviously you know the choices that you're making, you know, using you know words and uh, text, not necessarily. You know, yours but just kind of the stories or you know uh mm-hmm. yeah t- textual and it's, it's really interesting and i definitely see the the weathered or you know kind of uh you know older i don't, I don't want to say faded mm-hmm. but you know, kind of used and kind of traveled i guess yeah. materials yeah i mean i you know especially in the assemblage work that i do and i feel like it relates a lot to my 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 animation work because i'm I'm finding objects to put together and and animation you're finding, you know, you're also finding objects to put together and animate and move around. Um, And, and I feel like these objects that I find, they tell their own story and by combining them, you can change that story. um, And a lot of people can find their own meaning from it too, based on those objects. I mean, everybody has their own history uh, and their own emotional association with certain objects and with certain words and so I like to leave things open to interpretation. You know, it may not mean the same thing to you that it does to me when I put it together. But there is a lot of emotional connection, a lot of intimacy in my work. A lot of my 3D pieces, you know, they move or they open, um, and they're small, so they have that. You have to get close to them to see them. And I feel like a lot of my my work. Especially with the beer labels, because you know one of the questions you asked uh, was, you know, having that small canvas, and I, I kind of like that. I like working small. Mostly, it was a space limitation, but also just you know, there's so much you can put into a small space. Uh, I think that a big space is intimidating because there's so much time you have to spend filling that space. But a small space, you can you can take a lot of time on as well. 
Yeah, and that yeah, even just uh, not to trivialize like the small pencils. You know, it, you'll see it's hard to obviously catch over audio, but there's you know just uh, it kind of gives it. You, know, you can kind of see the size or the the depth of everything, and it kind of puts in perspective that these are smaller mm -hmm. pieces. And I, I do really like that. And mm -hmm. even just using the really tiny text, you know, that that to me is very mm -hmm. intricate and deliberate, and it you know takes a lot of you know, extra work to do that. You know, and so. It's it's really yeah it's really interesting. Thanks. Now now what's the you see the, the little pencils are kind of show up a bunch so what's the are you a, a mini golfer what's the story there? <laughs> well actually there's an interesting history behind those pencils so um, you know in in a lot of the the pieces that I make the objects have a lot of history to them or they have a certain meaning or 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 um, you know a memory to them so the pencils. Those are actually my father's pencils, um, and he he's he's very frugal, um, and he's an engineer and a mathematician. So he he would actually work those pencils down to the nub, uh, and then when he was when they got so small they couldn't fit them into his little you know extender that he had for them, he would put them in a jar, and eventually he collected this jar of pencils. And I was like, I want those. I'm going to use those for my art. He said, Sure. Um, so the, you know those pencils. I mean, how many calculations and, and, and thought was used with those pencils? So they have that kind of history to them. Um, so they weren't just sharpened down to that, that point. They were they were actually used down to that point. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think yeah, the frugalness of your father probably said, oh, another use out of these little pencils. So it's probably <laughs> yeah. very excited they were, they were exactly. kept through, right? Yeah, which is, yeah, and again... Uh, some of your art I'm just you know seeing for the first time, which is kind of exciting to me. Um, to not have the you know the prefabricated uh, opinions on it ahead of time. And I'm not an art connoisseur. I know what I like, but I'm not as, always the best with with the words. But it would just the, the play off the last sure. one where you're saying with the little pencils in the jar. You know, you have the the piece with the thoughts in it. You know, and so it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. If you, it's almost a correlation to to the pencils. You know, there each one of those has a thoughts yeah, or definitely. an idea or an innovation. So that's kind of yeah. interesting. I mean, and plus, like the the hours of of pouring through books to find the word thought um, and cut it out, you know, meticulously. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of process that goes into it as well. And you know, as you're doing this process, you're also thinking, and you know, you I mean your mind never stops. So you know, you can you can relate it a million different ways. I think. Right. They must hit you at the library, though. Well, you know, I don't um, I don't use new oh, no. books. I use I a lot of old, old books. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh -oh. No, my my uh, my folks always frowned on that. They're like, "How can you, you know, it's that old world mentality? How can you destroy books? They're so precious." But you know, some of these some of these things just have to be have to be used this way. Yeah, it's it's a it's a different form of recycling. So it's it's very yeah very fitting. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Now, how did now if you look at your your pieces they're you know they're very weathered and aged and you're saying the old books and they kind mm -hmm. of you know, have that and then to go to the almost the complete opposite end of the spectrum you're saying with animation that to me is very mm -hmm. modern it's it's how did how does how did you come into to get into the animation aspect of stuff um you know animation wasn't something that i studied or really pursued in 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 school um i just kind of my there was a there was a teeny tiny ad in a paper and and I applied for for a TV job and got it um, and learned on the job, um, but you know animation is um, it's an interesting process because it takes a lot of organization and you know a lot of planning and um, you know I try to I try to muck it up as I can you know I, I dirty it up somehow with textures and things like that but um, I think that with animation. Um, you know, you have you have to put these things together. So these spatial relationships of how things are going to move and where they're going to end up, I feel, I feel like that relates a lot to to fine art and to you know painting or or sculpture because you're 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 having to deal with space and and place things. And I have this sort of it's not really OCD, but it's a sort of a desire to organize things and place things in a certain fashion. Um, and so animation allows me to do that in a very clean way. You know how computers can just, you know, you put in a number and it goes there. Or, 
you know, type and font is also very, very structured and, and organized. So um, I find that process very fulfilling and very different than, than art, which, you know, a million things can go wrong. And I've, I've broken many pieces trying things, but, you know, with computer, you can just, you know, undo, <laughs> which you can't really do on, um, you know, with your hands. Um, so I, I feel like that, that that relationship works well. There, there is a. You might not see that right away, but there is definitely a relationship between clean computer work and and dirty sculptural work. Right, and I think the uh, I was the the breaking of stuff, and you know, especially being so small, you know, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, I've come to like learn a lot of things just by, by the fact that I know I can undo or save a version of it on the computer, and it's like, well. I have this point in time. Let's just see what we can do with this. And, you know, learning, even just yeah. edit, even just editing the show and uh, back in the day with, you know, some of the graphics I would, you know, do to, to help promote events or, or things of that nature, you know, it was just like, okay, what's this filter do or what's this, you know, change, yeah, change these that, settings. Yeah, that freedom to experiment. Yeah, yeah, the boundaries are, are, you know, it's not easy, but at least you know, like, okay, I have this point in time kind of a safety net. So it's, it's definitely helpful in that regard. You can't go back and, you know, with the fine art, go back and that's why it's so beautiful. Sometimes it's just to think of how it got to that point in time. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you're, you're an artist of uh, many facets, which I really like it. I found it really interesting. And when you sent me that, the art today, I was, you know, like I said, I didn't, wasn't able to, to research as much ahead of time, so I, I really like that. You know, I didn't have any. Um, I yeah, actually, I was, I was, I've I was, been wanting to get a, a website. Well, I can. I, yeah, I, I've been I, wanting I, to get a website together so I could, um, you know, show show that stuff off or show show off the process. You know, as I'm I'm making. I'm all, I'm a big fan of like taking screenshots as I'm working on on these labels, and just seeing that the evolution of them. Um, and I want to do the same thing with my 3D art and be able to show off, you know, sculptures in progress. And I just, I'm not very web savvy to be able to do something like that, but you know, one day. Well, I can help you. I can help you with that, Dave. I mean, that was, I did that in a previous life and, um, you know, we're not sponsored by anybody, but we do use uh, Squarespace here. And so it's pretty, cool. it's pretty drag and drop friendly. And so, I mean, if you're, to be honest, if you're doing, if you're doing animation and in that regards, I, I think that you're, uh, under underestimating yourself so by the time this goes up (laughs) by the time this goes up we want to at least have uh you know davekaminski.com or something like that so (laughs) that'd be great yeah the challenge the challenge (laughs) is laid down and uh i'll be more than happy to to help you with that yeah i think i I think and yeah and we'd love if you have the sketches we'd love to show some of the sketches it doesn't always have to be the finished product process you know that's really been really cool to see some of the early you know, some of the artists that we've featured so far sent us some of the early work, you know, see it in kind of pencil or black and white, and that, that's been really great for us, too. Cool. Now, how is your, you know, how is your, you know, um, like your process when, when creating the labels? How, how do you, how do you do that? Do you, do you sketch those out? Are those all done on the computer? How, what, what's your, what's your process? Um, I do I do a little bit of both. Um, it just depends on on what the mood is, I guess, um, or, or if I know exactly what I'm doing. Um, most of the time, I'm I, I either will sketch on paper or on my iPad, um, and then either scan it or transfer that, and then do the rest of the work in, in Photoshop or Illustrator. Um, for heist labels, I've been doing mostly Photoshop because um, they have they have a more they're more hand drawn and painterly, I guess. Um, so Photoshop, um, and then, uh, you know, doing some initial sketches on the iPad or on paper. Okay. That's, yeah, I really, I really like the, the labels that I've come to, yeah, I I fell in love with the, I have some friends down in the Carolina area and they, and they always send me up some heist and I I fell in love with the beer. And then, then that was awesome. And once they started having some of these, uh, you know, with, with the labels and I really liked the the Citroquential is my favorite beer from them to begin with and I really like the artwork of the kind of the, the hop guy with the you know the almost handlebar-esque mustache which is pretty sweet and so but even just <laughs> even just kind of looking I, uh, at it yeah no go ahead no I was going to say even looking at it the the background of it you know looking at your other work and it being kind of weathered 
you know, it has that, you know, almost like burnt paper to it with the, the city, which I really like. Mm-hmm. You don't, that's one you don't really notice really as, as much when it's in the can. You know, I think maybe just because I'm really, really excited to drink it, but um, it, it's <laughs> yeah. really, it, yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, it doesn't, doesn't hurt that, that my label's on a kick-ass beer. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, how did you come to, to connect with Heist? Um, it was word of mouth, honestly. Um, I um, I did a I did a few posters uh, for Salude, um, the beer shop. Yeah, I've actually been there. And, uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good spot. They're they're expanding right now. Actually, they're starting up a brewery and they they got a whole upstairs of their building. It's a, it's a sweet little place. Um, and the you know the owner Jason is a great guy and did did a little poster work for him and um, my friend Jamie kind of recommended me to uh to eric the brewer at heist and and he was like hey let's 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 hook up and, and get some labels so I, I was very excited about that um i did a few labels previously for uh, a friend of mine named ben uh, who's starting his brewery now also uh, divine barrel brewery um so i did some some labels for some beer competitions that he did and and those were that was that was a blast because i mean combining my two favorite things drinking and drawing you can't go wrong there. So uh, it's been it's been fun working on this. Well, that's awesome. So, yeah, I'm pulling up the Divine Battle Brewing right now while we're talking. I really, yeah, which is really cool. That's yeah, yeah, I like that with the yeah you know, the the wood and the yeah the, the hollowed out kind mm-hmm. of look, look to it. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, so I did the I did the uh, the the logo for them and the branding for them, which has been fun, and hopefully do some more things with them too in the future. Maybe some labels. Oh great! Yeah, see, we're already learning something new about us. We didn't even know that, and we'll, we'll put that up there. You know, we'll have to get some Divine Barrel Brewing beers. Hint, hint. Send them up this way, Divine Barrel Brewing crew. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty great. I think word of mouth is the is been really a lot of it's been really interesting. A lot of the artists we've talked to and how they've connected it's been, you know, somebody on social or you know just reaching out and saying, hey, mm-hmm. like, do what you're doing, and kind of just kind of a lot of it's been really happening you know very organically which which really been interesting and so that's always kind of nice yeah. to see uh, especially I especially, think too I think too I mean artists are terrible salespeople so I mean word of mouth works pretty well for 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 this this brood um yeah I think I mean I think that um and that's one of the reasons and it's been different. So, I mean, it depends on where, you know, we've definitely caught, we have different artists who are at different kind of phases of their career. And I think that plays a part into it too, is that I think unfortunately with sometimes with art or, you know, web design and things that are hard for people to monetize or look at it like it's a tangible that sometimes that makes it difficult to, to monetize it or kind of make it your own brand. It's like, oh, okay, I need a website, but then if you really want a really good website, sometimes it's like, okay, if you go to somebody who does it for their job, you know, it can cost thousands of dollars and even that's could be a, a deal, you know, depending on what you want it to do. So with art sometimes or just kind of branding and logos, I feel, I feel that's the hardest part is that kind of that breakthrough pivot point to, you want people to take you seriously, but you also need to build a build a portfolio. And so I think yep, it's, it, it, it becomes it becomes difficult, and you know, it, trying to sell yourself, and then as you age, you know, to to try to get, get not more money, but just kind of just to get you know, just get paid. So it's it's definitely yeah. it's a tough it's a tough craft. I mean, especially art in general. Absolutely, to to be able to sustain yourself and and also sell yourself at the same time, it's it's hard to do. It's a, that's a tough balance. Yeah, I think we gotta get that website up though. That's a that's a new goal. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to I'll go daddy the shit out of it afterwards and make sure <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll put it up and I'll just, yeah I'll do it for you. Yeah, but no, I, I yeah that's been I think it's just kind of and the fact you're doing stuff on the iPad. I think that's all. That's I mean it's so to me that's so cool. I mean just a lot of the different artists. Everyone has you know some of the guys have been completely raw materials and just, just scanning it in for the touch-up and you know, others you know one of the the guys i met down in virginia uh, was doing work for Vale. you know he just got like the new 
iPad where he can draw on it. And so like he he was just like a kid at Christmas. And so everyone's has their, their different process. And I think it's really interesting to, to learn about that. Yeah, for sure. Now, when you yeah, were, I think, I think the, the iPads, I mean, just to touch on that for a second, the iPad to me was, it was such a cool thing because it's the, the ability to be able to sketch and immediately transfer that or share that. Um, I think that opens up so, such a possibility um, because otherwise, you know, when you're at home, you got to take a picture of it or you got to scan it or something like that. But if you're working on the iPad, you can take it to go, um, and then mistakes are easily corrected. So it, it it allows you to experiment and and always have it with you. It's kind of a it's kind of a really opens a whole new world, I think, for artists. Yeah, I th- I think just the mobility of it, you know, the fact that you have all those, you know, brushes or pens or inks, we you know, with with you at all times. I think is pretty. Yeah. I think just logistically, some of the yeah, some of the folks were just like, I don't have to carry, you know, ten different pens, you know, or you know, exactly. It's like yeah. there, there we go. Space. Yeah, it's good for Mother Earth too, right? Mm-hmm. And those pens aren't cheap either. That's another thing I keep hearing. It's not the easiest, so. No, definitely not. And materials, right? And we're back. You're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. This is episode number 15 featuring Dave Kaminsky, talented artist from Charlotte, North Carolina. It was really great to talk to him, learn more about him. We'll find out more about his process with Heights Brewery and working with Eric down there. He also has done some work with other breweries in the area, which is really cool, especially Salud which started as a beer shop down there in that area. I had the pleasure of visiting there a couple years ago when I was on a very heavy hop, drop, and roll kick from Noda, and that was the place to be to get it if you couldn't get it at the brewery. So tip a hat off to those guys. Wish them nothing but the best. Follow them on the Instagrams. See that they're definitely a go-to shop for the local area. They've been doing some great things. They have a sour fest that everybody talks about every year. So... Love to see that, the hard work and turning it into a brewery, not just diving in organic expansion. But learning about Dave was a great process. Like I said, he's really humble, soft-spoken, and it was just really cool to, to get into you know inside his head. The lighthearted ribbing um, for his website, in theory, I think was effective. Uh, DKDave.com is his uh, website. I know he's got the domain name. He's transitioning some stuff over there now so depending when you're listening to it you might catch that but you can also find him on instagram dk dave is the handle dave commences his name so dk is the initials but it's dk as in kind of old and weathered d-e-c-a-y dave so go over there check him out and make sure to remind him that he needs to get himself that website up and running again that's lighthearted. i'm not trying to bust balls here anything but but you are listening to the 16 ounce canvas the art of craft beer podcast this past week i had the pleasure of spending some time in amsterdam a mix of work and pleasure but part of that process and part of our announcement that we'll have in coming weeks is that we did our first international interview Um, we'll leave that as our teaser we did that one in person uh, in amsterdam and it was really exciting for us to take it to that next level and meet an artist from another part of the world across the pond so to speak we are in the process of speaking with a a second uh, international artist so we're taking this all over the world we're even going meeting some folks from cali and things have been going really really well so if you are an artist we have a few that started tagging us on instagram we do appreciate that we're not going unnoticed we will be expanding we'll continue to reach and there's so many great artists out there so Send them in, let us know what you think, and we will keep you updated. But we do really appreciate it. It means a lot that you're checking us out. We see the numbers are growing, and we're always open to suggestions. The suggestion box is right there on the right, so leave a little note, get in touch, and let me know what you're thinking. Hope all is well in your neck of the woods. It is getting warmer out, which is always a good time. Summer is here. All right, there's our musical interlude. You're listening to episode number 15, Dave Kaminsky, right here, the 16-ounce canvas. Let's get right back into it. Cheers, my friends. Salud. Huh? See what I did there? 
Huh? Huh? You know, when you talk to Eric and, you know, Heist, how was it? How was the process? Was it these are the beers that we're going to be canning, you know, and just kind of, or did he have a vision in mind? Or how, how did you guys kind of figure figure that out? Man, it's been it's been so great working with those guys. They're so they're so they're so laid back and just easy to work with, and they're open to suggestions. And uh, uh, usually the process is that they would they'd call me up and say, "Hey, we got a we got a beer we're going to be brewing, and we need a label." And uh, so I'll come down and talk to them for a little bit, and I'll taste taste a little bit, <laughs> and um, and uh, and yeah, we'll we'll shoot some ideas back. Sometimes they have a few ideas, and sometimes I'll throw out ideas. Um, and then sometimes I'll I'll go back to drawing and completely change it and surprise them. And uh, luckily, it's been it's been a great process, not too many revisions or, or tweaks. Um, so it's been it's been it's been a great relationship and very very satisfying to work with them. And oh, that's great. Yeah. Now, yeah, now you sent me one that's that I haven't seen out yet. Is that is that one that that, were, that might be coming down the line? The, the yeah, brunch junkie. Yeah. Yeah, they have not they have not canned that one yet, um, and I'm uh, um, I'm also working on on two more. <laughs> I actually just finished one um, that uh, I haven't heard from them yet about it. <laughs> I sent it to them uh, last week, and I'm sure Eric's busy, but um, I'm excited to see what they say about it. Uh, it's for uh, Jack the Sippa. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Now, did you? Um, there's two that I was curious about. The Cataclysm. Did you work on those labels? No, I did not. Okay. No, they had a they had a, another artist working on those before before they took me on. Okay. Yeah, I think that was I I, I kind of like that they're both they're different and I wasn't mm-hmm. sure it was a little different style but I wasn't sure and did and the C Bams one is that you is that that, that looks yeah that? I did C Bams for them that was their uh, commemorative uh, for a friend that that lost his battle to cancer and they wanted to kind of do a special can release benefit benefit the family and um so that was that was an interesting project i'm glad i'm glad to be a part of that yeah that's great i mean i'm a i'm a humongous fish fan too so i mean i i I love that and so that was that was pretty awesome and just uh it was a super limited release but a few Mm -hmm. few of the my north carolina crew which is you know got me into the beer trading game so I, I always thank them and but i was like there was not only was it really cool just knowing why and the the imagery was really great i mean i thought that was a really you know nice uh drawing of the guy you know and, and so it was, it was cool and just the subtleties like the tie-dye and obviously mm-hmm. that the the circles are pretty uh f- you know famous and so it, it yeah. was nice it was a nice touch well, I, you know, I I don't I don't I don't listen to fish, but I have a lot of friends that do, and so I knew I knew he was a big fish fan, and I, I had to I had to pick their brain and be like, what is it? What is? It? Tell me about fish. Tell me about some imagery. What's what kind of associations? I heard about the whole, you know, donuts and the the moo that he wears, the drummer wears. Yeah, so I was like, I think that'd be perfect background. It would fit the colors and everything. So. Yeah, it was not, yeah, because I remember when they released it, it. Like that's just I didn't even know or re- read anything. I f- just first saw the images somewhere and was like, "Oh man, it's a, that's a, that's definitely fish." So that was yeah, <laughs> mission mission accomplished. And yeah, even yeah. Just, and just the tie dye, you know, it's really especially that that the way it looks, it looks it looks pretty sick on the on the cans. So yeah, I think so too. Thanks. Yeah, I know that's only I know that's a one off, and they probably won't do that one again. But that was definitely uh, <laughs> very well enjoyed. Thanks. Now, was the was the vibe to kind of make the like each of the you know the cans kind of have like a kind of similar I guess like almost a cartoony kind of like you know per, personify the the hops and is it, was that a decision you guys worked on together? How did that come? Um, I, yeah, I think that um, I can't remember honestly how that came about. I mean, the the cartooniness is kind of my own style on it. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I love cartoons and I love um, comic books. I've always grown up reading comic books. Um, but, you know, making a hops guy was kind of, I don't remember if it was Eric's idea or my idea, but I, I, I really wanted to pursue that. And I didn't want it to be, I didn't want it to be kind of cheesy, you know, like, so I went with this decision to, to, to have him be floating like without legs to kind of maintain that hops form um, and kind of integrate his facial features with the the pedals 
of the flower. Um, and so that's why that first one kind of with the mustache kind of all fits together. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then it just kind of went off from there. And then, you know, every, every beer that has, that has hops in it, obviously we're going to continue with the, with the little hops guy and maybe change him up. I guess those are his, his family. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you yeah, I was gonna ask you a little, yeah. If you have a uh, names for them or something like that, but yeah. No, I don't, I don't have names for them. But it's funny how it evolved. You know, I thought I'd just be doing this one can and then it just went on from there. And, um, so I was like, Oh, well I'm going to do, I'm going to do more and more hops guys. So, yeah, the hops guy in space. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, hey, I really like the hops guy in space. I thought that one that was one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I mean, it hasn't come out yet, so we we're like, you know, obviously we can let you make sure we can post it, but we we won't be live probably for about six to eight weeks at this one. That's how far out mm-hmm. we're recording. So yeah, just you know, we love the I love the brunch junkie one. Again, it's kind of just has that. You know, coffee and cigarette with the the faded you know look to it, kind of a little smoky mm-hmm. and perfect mm-hmm. perfect kind of stout, especially for oatmeal stout with coffee. Yeah. But yeah, so that's and that's really. I mean, if you look at compare that to the other ones, it's kind of it's like I said, it's pretty nice to see how your ability to do you know different things and even just the. I like how you subtly uh, you, know, you, you tag the the DK in there. You know, it's kind of like try, trying trying to find it, but it's always. It's always in there, you know. As somebody with uh, an initials for names, you know, I I probably spent thousands of pages in my books as a kid and grown up, and I'd say I still do it, just trying to find cool ways to write my my initials. So, <laughs> yeah, for selfish. Yeah, that's something I came up with from a long time ago, and just it's always been my little tag that I put on stuff. But... Yeah. I, I don't, you know, it's interesting. There's always this debate in art on like, you know, people, do you sign the painting? Is it, is it part of the artwork? I've always considered it not, not part of the artwork, especially when you're making like a sculpture, you don't want your name on it because, you know, it's not, not part of it. Um, so I've always had this kind of struggle with that, but I feel like with, with something like this, that's more commercial. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want it to be super blatant and I don't want it just sticking out there. I want to, I want to hide it in there, but still kind of tag it as my own yeah yeah i think that's a good way to say it. yeah it's like yeah you're tagging it so that's good because they are subtle i mean like i said it's not it reminds me of uh like different magazines if you try to like find the thing not like where's waldo but yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah like find the find the hidden items or whatever yeah, right yeah trouble. exactly yeah like oh there's a you know in the tree there's like a trumpet and it's like oh, mm-hmm. okay i see it yeah yeah because on, on, on your 3D pieces, I think it would be a little tacky, but I think it works well yeah. with the the other stuff. Yeah. Now, some of these folks, obviously, that I mean, I, I think that with your animation background, I, I definitely um, could see a little animation with these with these folks. So, if yeah. Eric and the yeah. guys are listening, you should have a little, you know, <laughs> for a big release, have a little animation action or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. We gotta give them names. I think by the time you're done with it, you'll have a whole family of these uh, hop crew. Well, I was telling Eric we should do little plushies. I think it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> now, how was the the first you know the first time you were doing the cans like the like a, from a packaging standpoint? Was that something you know working with the printer? Like, how how was that for you? Just, it was was that difficult or was that a smooth transition? No, I mean I I mean I, you know in my in my my job I I work with printers and vendors all the time. So I'm I mean print print work is, is is old hand for me i'm very familiar with it so it was no big deal you know setting up documents for print and all that I, i'm very familiar with it um from screen printing you know all the way to banners and all that stuff i've had a lot of experience so that was uh that was that was nothing i was you know drawing the drawing the the can was <laughs> was the most intimidating part really but um yeah um yeah, no issues with the, with that. That's good. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that would, that would probably that's that would be intimidating. Uh, I've probably told the story before, but when I was working with a a band, we myself and the guitar player is one of my best friends. We were doing, you know, we do the posters, we do everything. And we had a mm-hmm. new album coming out, and I had Photoshop, but I had no idea about high resolution or anything <laughs> like that. And I remember. I created an image and he, he loved it. It was like, that's what we're going to use for the, 
that's what we use for the cover. And I was like, all right, cool. And so I just like, he's like, can you send me the, like, whatever? I forget what file he was like, multi, like he went on top with all the layers. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm like, what you guys, what you got? And so like, I mean, we tried for like, for the, for the story's sake, it'll sound cool. But I think we tried for like a week to like recreate it so we could do like multi-layer <laughs> and I, we couldn't get it. And so finally we just were like, fuck it. And we just sent it to whoever's going to do the printing to see. And I hadn't saved it a web DPI. I think I'd saved it a little higher, and so it was able to, it, it was able to work. Um, but it was like it, I was that was my first kind of uh, mm-hmm. trial by fire on the fact that like that's not how it works. Yeah. 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 No, there's definitely there's definitely like print lingo, and I mean you know web web graphics and print graphics. It's all it's all different different yeah, worlds. Yeah. It was it was not good. Like I was a web guy. I always knew 72 DPI. Like I just I knew <laughs> I knew what I needed to know, and I was like, what are you talking about? He's, he's like, oh, yeah. he's like, you sent me a JPEG, and I was like, yeah. I'm like, sweet. I'm like, I'm done and done. And? Yeah. And he's like, no, man. There's like all those layers. I was like, I don't know. What I'm like. I think I was. I think I would just work on one layer. Like I wouldn't even multi-layer. I was just terrible. Like, <laughs> it, it was terrible. But I mean, it it, wor- it worked. And I when I look at that, it's like it just makes me smile. It's just because it worked. It wor- I was like, oh, thank God. I think it was one of those things yeah. they sent it off. Like you kind of like slide it across the table and hope for the best. And mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, yeah, it works. And we're like, yeah, because I would do not like animations on your level, but just like animated gifs and stuff. And I'd have like these. Mm-hmm you know, crazy transitions and changes and they, these files would be massive and, like, they'd be an advert running on, like, a, a music website and they'd be like, uh, sir, <laughs> you only have, like, 800 KB. Like, you just sent us a 12 meg file. And I was like, oh. And it was, like, night and day. Like, the pic- it was just, it was just, it, it was oh, You'd have to crush it, of course, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, one transition. It was just basically, like, one image changed. <laughs> like, I had everything moving and, like, it was, yeah, I was, like, so proud. It was terrible, yeah. Cause I used to buy these old, like I, I used to buy like old album cover books, like from like the you know like the forties and fifties, like the blue mm-hmm. note and the jazz stuff to look at how they would do these cool, yeah. cool artwork. And I used to always use those as kind of try to, it's like to mimic, like that style or like homage to it. And nice. Uh, yeah, I learned pretty quickly that they weren't doing animations back in the fifties, and so a lot, <laughs> no, they were a not. A lot, <laughs> lot more, a lot more flat files. Uh-huh. So. I mean, I'm jealous of the probably the, the frequency you get to have heist. But what's uh, what are some of your favorites over there? At heist? <clears throat> yes, sir. Um, man, I love I love uh, Citroquential. That beer is ridiculous. Um, and the Uberquential is is also. I mean, I just you know that that kind of that that cloudy cloudy hoppy IPA is just just one of my favorites. I just love I love that that style of beer. Um, the New England style um, IPAs. Yeah, I mean, I, I can say, I mean, other than obviously the brunch junkie, which I, I haven't had. I mean, all the ones you've done labels for, I've been lucky to to have mm-hmm. a few. I wish, you know, I'm nice. always I'm always texting or calling my boy Seth for the Citroquential, and yeah, he's friends awesome. with Eric, and you know, he put me in touch with you, and so it kind of just comes full circle. Awesome. But yeah, that I mean. The Citra, yeah, we have the big Citra one up here, at least for a while, was the, the Fuzzy Baby Ducks by New England Brewing Company, and mm-hmm. it was a single single hopped IPA, and that was before, like, Citra was as accessible as it is now, so now that, yeah, now it's kind of a, a new dawn of the of the Citra hop, and it's kind of exciting that folks are able to yeah. get it and use it, so keep crushing it, heist, and yeah, yeah, because the first one I think I got it was in Crowlers, and so, I mean, I just got a few recently. I think I got not from not very concentrate. Uh, I think version twelve and mm-hmm. blurred, and then the you were talking about salute before. You know the the collaboration, um, mm-hmm. most Citra Motiaco problems. I think is what the other one was. And that was <laughs> yes, right. yeah. that was a that was a great beer too. So yeah, I didn't try that one, but yeah. Oh look at that! Look, look at that! The Yankees got one up on you. What do you think about that? There you go. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah. You're doing work for <laughs> Salud. Come on, yeah. yeah I've, uh, I think I still have my Salud sticker somewhere. Uh, we drove down south, and I was like, I took over the GPS because we wanted to hit up uh, Noda when like the yeah. hop, drop, and roll was like crushing it, and oh yeah, and we went to Salud, and yeah, my wife's like, you just took us like an hour and a half completely out of our way to get it back home, and I was like, oh come on, yeah, it was worth it. 
Well, yeah. Divine Divine Barrel is going to be down there as well. They're opening up in this summer. Excellent. So I noticed it's going to be like beer central for sure. Excellent. That's awesome. Now, I mean, you're just creating art work all you know art all day. Your animation, you know, your your creative mm-hmm. stuff, then the label work. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just kind of what's your what's your setup like at you know at home, or are you just kind of depending on the day, you know. Um, well, I mean, I go, you know, I go to the office during the day and work, work there at the TV station. And then uh, at night, uh, I'm either on the computer drawing or animating, or uh, in my studio um, making making sculptures. That's that's pretty much it. Um, pretty got, much uh, it. Pretty much it. You're doing like five <laughs> different art, you know, mediums in like a day, and you just kind of just like I can't get enough. <laughs> you just you're like, oh yeah, yeah. You just like, yada yada like half of your work right there. <laughs> yeah, my my, uh, I've actually been packing up my house and I'm, I'm i'm moving i'm looking for a new place but uh um my 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 art studio my sculpture studio was like my pride and joy just because you know it's assemblage art itself is it's so it's it's cumbersome because you have to you you know you're not drawing you're you're using materials that you find so all day long all the time in my life i'm collecting stuff just collecting shit all like everything it's like you know from rusty paper clips to animal bones to uh, broken glass, to, you know, all the stuff that I can find, weathered wood. Um, and so I have to organize these things very meticulously so I can then find them again. And so they're grouped by, by, by type, by material, by size, all these different containers. And it's, it's like a, it's like a mad scientist laboratory, but, uh, you know, I know where I know exactly where everything is. Oh, you need a, a fox tooth. I know it's over here in this in the tooth drawer, and uh, you know all my all my hand tools and hammers and raw materials and things like that. So it's a, I, I love I love being in that space just because it's like my little laboratory. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds a little crazy, like all sorts of stuff. It's, you, a, little, it's a little yeah. crazy, yeah. But I think yeah, I think we're all a little crazy, right? I think I think you know, it's a yeah. good in a good way. You have to be. You got to embrace your crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, do you now? Do you have a catalog on the computer? Say that again. Do you have all your stuff cataloged on the computer too? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm super organized, and yeah, just yeah. almost almost anally so. But you know, yeah, but yeah, we can't get you a fucking website. I mean, come on, what's the deal? <laughs> you know, I used to have one a long, long time ago, and. uh this this uh, a friend of mine put it together, but it was it was you know it was back in the day. It was like over ten years ago, so was, I couldn't edit it or add to it or anything like that. It didn't Geo- have a blog and things yeah, like that. GeoCities. You're like Ge- yeah, yeah, doing it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't remember how it was hosted, but yeah, it was just like it was a very stagnant stagnant website. And um, but I, I think I still have my domain registered. I just need to like I need to. I don't know how to build the thing that goes on there. All right, we'll get it. Just get an Instagram now. Let's do. Let's get that. Let's get. If you all, I got, this, an, I got an Instagram. What do you got? What, where are we at? How are we gonna find you? Um, let's see. What's my What's my Instagram? I think it's DK Dave. Let me see what it is. I can't remember. Isn't that sad? I don't even know my own thing. You're too. Yeah, what you're you're, you're you're a humble man. You're a humble oh, man. Dave. Oh, I'm DK Dave. Yeah, D E C A Y Dave. Um, Wait. because DK is my initials DK, so I go with DK. How and I we, think my website used to be DK Design, but it's called, how do we spell it? The name D D E E K A Y Dave. Uh, D E C A Y, like decay, like rotting uh-huh. decay. Uh, more more happy thoughts from Dave. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I will uplift you. With yeah, my, dead animals and fox tooth. Box. Yeah, <laughs> that should be your new website, foxtooth.com. It's like here you go. <laughs> Oh yeah, see now we're talking. All right, good. <laughs> there we go. See, it comes full circle. So we want to, we want to promote, make sure you know if folks are out there like you know, like myself, or like what Dave's doing. You know, make sure you get in touch with them. Um, you know, follow along. We're gonna follow along now, and uh, we yeah you know, we appreciate it. Now, what is your now when you're creating in your in your mad scientist? How is that? How in your laboratory? Are you a music guy? Or are you a oh yeah silence guy? What do you, oh, what yeah. you, what you what's going on then? I I mean I could not live without music. I, all right. I, I listen to music almost all the time. Um, I would say that I'm a music snob. Even I would even go there. Um, 
But you don't but, listen uh, to fish. I love, yeah, come on. I don't listen to fish, though. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, and it's funny. Like, I went to school in Boone. Like, I, I, I've, my life, I've been surrounded by hippies. But I was going to say, never... yeah, yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I love, uh, I love, I love all kinds of music. I love, uh, ambient music. I love indie rock. I love electronic music. I love heavy rock. I love, um, jazz, funk, um, you know, Radiohead is one of my favorite bands. Um, well done. I've I seen love, them. I love. That was it. I've seen, seen them. them? Yeah. I saw them at Madison Square Garden. It was, it was, nice. mind, it was mind blowing. Wow, wow. I'm jealous. That was oh. a great show. All right. One point for me, 10 points for Dave. What else do you have? <laughs> um, uh, you know, I'm really digging the new Spoon album. Um, okay. I got tickets to go see them in July, so I'm excited about that. Oh, that's so. pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I got turned on yeah. to Spoon. I don't listen to them as much, but now that you mention them, I'm like, oh, I really, I remember they were on, I was in Nashville, and they were on, like, on the radio, and it was like, this is great, and so... I think I should zam yeah. them and had a little. I definitely had a spoon period of time, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean they just came out with a new album a little while ago. It's it's fantastic. If you haven't heard it. Oh no, good. I'm always looking for for new music, and one of the things we try to do with each episode is you know take music that the artists listen to for inspiration or whatever. You're just kind of when you're rocking mm-hmm. in your studio, and we just kind of you know we yeah. include we include it in the episode some of the background music went to. It takes awesome. away it takes away from my voice, so it's usually helpful in that regards. Oh, so good. it's good, yeah. So so what else? I also is, like a, yeah. I like a lot of uh, ambient and instrumental music. Uh, like okay. Tycho is one of my favorites. Yeah, um, dude, I got I got, I got turned on to Tycho from doing this show. Uh, an artist, Dean uh, Dean McKeever, who does work. You're talking about the Northeast IPAs. He does the work for Treehouse. A lot of the work you see now for Treehouse, oh, and cool. so yeah. And what he does is pretty cool. Once a week, he'll do like a live uh, Instagram kind of thing, and he'll like do a drawing oh, live. And so, oh, yeah, once or yeah, once or twice, he was listening to that, and I was really digging that. So yeah, so that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Neat. Yeah, I saw Tycho play, and they just they blew my mind. They're so they're so good live. Um, also, Calm Trues. I don't know if you heard of Calm Trues. They're they're a great kind of very like retro '80s sound, but modernized and just just crazy they just they're crazy how do you spell that one i want to write that one down it, it, it's like it's like tom cruise but switch the first letter so calm uh, tom cruise is that the reason is that the reason for it I, I don't know i don't know what the reason for the name is it's awesome though yeah that's a good one it's from oneida new york i've been there wow it's pretty good yeah it, <laughs> it has to be it has to be people aren't that creative that's awesome well, I, I, yeah, I really appreciate it, Dave. Um, I think it's really, you know, interesting, and um, you're definitely, you know, even just your photography, it's really you have a good eye. So I think that it's kind of Thanks. cool to see your perspective and how you look at things, and just, to, and then on top of that, to think that while you're capturing these moments, that you're also, you know, looking at these moments to find if you can take some pieces away and you know make some more with them. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Now, if you're you're in a way, I don't want to call you a hoarder, but you have a lot of stuff in your in your mad scientist, you know, your your laboratory. How how is that for you when you kind of okay? I see this boner. I mean, are you, are you just knowing that this is something cool, and eventually, what its use in your your art, it'll it'll come to you, and you just know. But it's more that you're capturing that because it's a pretty cool piece. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I find uh, I find pieces, and sometimes I'll know right away. Oh, this is going to be central. You know, this is going to be a key element for something, or you know, I just I don't know at all. It's it's just a beautiful object. I mean, a a rusty paperclip to me is something that you find them. You know, I don't know if people look. I, I'm always looking down when I'm walking around, but I find these things, and they they appeal to me it just has a beauty to it and you know it's lost it's, it's lost its function in a way because it's now rusty nobody wants to put that on a piece of paper um but it still has use um it's a natural resource it's a piece of metal it can be bent it can be reshaped um and then it has that age it has that to me the beauty of those objects is that mix between man-made and, and nature so nature has had its force 
put upon this object that man has made and changed it. And so this is the child that man and nature have made together. And so I find all these objects that have been weathered and destroyed or discarded, and then, you know, I can repurpose them and and give them new life. Well said. Yeah, I think that sometimes, yeah, I think it, I think now, and just in general, to kind of slow things down and take things in, you know, look around the world around you, I think it's really, really great. I know with my two boys, they're six and three, you know, I'm very, my, you know, your day job, right? I'm in sales and it's very mm-hmm. fast paced and moving. But when I'm with, you know, with them or doing things, yeah. you kind of can see that, that first moment in time, but x happened and say okay this is the first time that they ever ever did this the first time they ever saw this or the first time they ever saw Mm -hmm. this ocean or whatever it's Mm -hmm. it 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 resonates and kind of makes you think again so i definitely i definitely yeah and then uh you know my my girl is nine and one thing you'll you'll come to find is not the first thing but the last thing so the last time that she'll ask you to read her story or the last time that she'll ask you to hold her hand and those moments too were kind of scary and interesting. They're unpredictable in a way. Yeah, I'm gonna cry because I just read my three-year-old. <laughs> I, he asked me for a second story tonight, and I was like, "Let's do this." And so, <laughs> if yeah, I can't. Yeah, that makes me. That's yeah. I, I hear you. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 My the go-to story is Grand Central. I mean, I'm probably in New York City twice, three times a month, if not more. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just hit Grand Central. I go through the the main atrium and either go to the subway or the taxi line. I took the boys the first time and it was, their eyes were, you know, as big as saucers. And it was like, wow. And I was, so now every time I go in there, kind of all of a sudden my brain kicks off and I think about that. And so maybe, I know I still have to get to that meeting or I still have to get to, you know, wherever I have to be, Mm -hmm. but it's just those, you know, even five steps slower, you know, I just kind of like Mm -hmm. go back to that moment. And so even just the train, even just the train, right. It was just like, Oh yeah. Like that was, I was like, oh, the train. I'm like, this, you know, it's like, oh, it's such a pain in the ass. Yeah, but you see it, you see it through their eyes in a different way. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I wish, like, that was, a, yeah. If I could do that all the time, I think, you know, things would be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I agree. But yeah, got to take take time, and that's great. So that makes me appreciate your art even more. You know, I think that it's just, especially the fact that you're finding things that people are throwing away, or maybe they can't bring themselves to find a new use for. So that's pretty awesome. Thanks. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I learned I learned a lot today, uh, and I hopefully, you know, hopefully it wasn't as painful as you thought it was going to be. Not at all. It's been it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Excellent. Well, once again, uh, we have uh, Dave Kaminsky with us, North Carolina-based artist, um, doing the the great label work down there for Heist Brewing. He's also working at a brewery that we're hopefully going to get a chance to check out soon, Divine Barrel Brewing. A multifaceted artist and hopefully by the time this goes live we'll have something but at the very least you can find him on instagram decay dave on instagram we'll have links up on the website show you some of his art that we were talking about and again if you get a chance to you're down in north carolina make sure you get your get your hands on some some heist cans at the very least get some crawlers yeah hopefully i'll get down there soon and um Visit Seth and some of the crew down there, and if I do, I'll make sure I can reach out and we can have a, a beer in 3D. I'll twist your arm. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. All right, well, keep us updated. You know, with, with your where your new studio ends up being, where you end up, and um, I'll keep you updated as we as we edit things and get you know get it up on the get it up on the site. Um, if they're cool. if you're if you're working on some new the new labels, um, I know you said um, there's some you're doing now. You know, if yeah, I'm doing uh, Jack the Jack the Sipper. Jack this and, uh, I actually fin- I finished that one. Uh, I just haven't heard heard from Eric about it, but uh, it's I'm I'm excited about this. I think it's really it's it's still it has a hops guy. The hops guy is uh, you know Jack Jack the Ripper, uh, and he's he's murdering an orange. So it's uh, it's interesting. Nice. Now, do you do they tell you what kind of hops it is that's going into it? Like, does that play into how you? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I know it's a it's a session IPA. But I don't know what kind oh, of... Oh, Jack the Sippa. Last, okay. I, yeah, S-I-P-A. <laughs> excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. Well, yeah, Get if you get permission, we'd love to include that in your piece. And um, Okay. Um, yeah, 
tell Eric with you to send some of them up north, you know, just so we can just spread the love. So if you if you if you get any pull, like, yeah, if you get any pull like that, you know, keep hoard, hoard them for yourself. You, you, you can cat, okay. yeah catalog them in the corner, right next to, right next to the fox tooth. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Do. All right. Thanks so much, Dave. It was really, I really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, you too, man. All right. Take have care. a great Thank night. So All right. Much. Cheers. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye. And there we have it. The quintessential Dave Kaminsky interview right here at the 16 ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. Another good thing I took away from interviewing Dave is the old saying, you know, one man's treasure is another man garbage. Or what is it? One man gathers what another man spills. A little Grateful Dead there for you. But just his eye for picking things up and taking them in. Kind of a trash adoption agency and bringing them to life in his mad scientist lab. If you had a chance to, please make sure you check out the article. If the website is not up yet, you can find him on Instagram, DKDave, D-E-C-A-Y, Dave is his handle. Let him know that we sent you over there. We appreciate getting to know Dave. Excited he showed us some of the labels ahead of time, kind of pre-release. It's always kind of a, a tug of war with some of the artists. And so we're always trying to be cutting edge and bring you the newest and latest before it hits the scenes. But usually we record interviews on average about six to eight weeks out from when they go live. So this one was recorded about two months ago. And so that's always interesting too is we're trying to time it up and you know, in conjunction with maybe an upcoming release or something cool that's going on when it's applicable. But usually some of the currently working on things are already out there for the masses. I don't believe that Jack the Sippa has been released yet, but I know that it is, uh, at least in can form, I know that's probably one of the ones that may be released with the new canny line and some of the new expansion that's going on down there at Heist. Like I said, you are listening to the 16-ounce canvas, the art of Craft Beer Podcast. We want to thank Dave for making the time to join us. We've got some great things coming up for you. Don't go anywhere. Get in touch. Let us know what you're thinking of the show. Shoot me a line, AJ at 16OunceCanvas.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hopefully you're enjoying the music. Hopefully you're enjoying the program. And we'd love to have you. So thank you once again for taking the time. My name is AJ. This is the 16 Ounce Canvas. We just listened to episode number 15, episode number 15. Muy buenos amigos. On next week's episode, episode number 16, we feature Brett Habercorn. Brett is the senior graphic designer for Founders Brewing Company. So until next week, enjoy the beers, appreciate the art, and more importantly, appreciate the artists that help bring those beers and breweries to life for you. Just give that can a little extra look before you throw it out when you're recycling. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Reduce, reuse, recycle. All right. Until next week, my friends, you've been listening to the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Cheers. And now for a preview of episode number 16, featuring Brett Habercorn from Founders Brewing Company, right here on the 16-ounce canvas. The Art of Craft Beer podcast. What was the first product that you that you worked on that kind of came to life? Oh, yeah. Right right when I started, it was, uh, it was a beer label. Founders, uh, I guess, currently does a, it's called the, the Barrel Age series, so it's just all Barrel Age beers. But before that, they had, it was called the Backstage series, and this was, I guess, touted as the, the brewer's playground, right? So it could be, it could be any beer. It could be a barrel aged beer. It just could be something, you know, you know, wicked crazy they're working on or, or what have you. But um, at that point, uh, there was uh, the beer was called Dissenter, and it was uh, an imperial uh, lager, and uh, that was my first label that I did. And uh, I got to name the beer and create the label. So being that a lager obviously is something that's not, you know, really common for founders to do uh we just came up with the name dissenter kind of you know going against the norm and things of that nature and uh, my father-in-law uh made an appearance on that label he uh 
he was, I guess, if you look at the definition of dissenter going against the the grain and not being the norm, that's kind of him. So kind of made sense to put him on there. He was um, in the '60s. He was in a band called Joey Grifo and the In Crowd, and they were going to a uh, a gig one night, and they got in a car crash, and he got ejected from the car, and he broke both his legs. And that's kind of difficult when you're the drummer in the band. So Ooh, yeah. they, yeah. So uh, where they used to play all the time, there was this uh, there was this kid. Uh, he was in high school at the time, I think, and he they asked him to fill in for him. And then there was another band going around uh, looking for a drummer, and they came in. They you know heard of Joey Greco and the In Crowd and wanted to check him out. And um, unfortunately, uh, my wife's dad was not drumming that night. And the band that came in uh, saw the fill-in drummer, and the fill-in drummer's name was Peter Chris. Ended up going to the band Kiss, so that's kind of how Kiss kind of started to form in its infancy. So kind of a wild story oh wow that is a, yeah that was a good finish right there then i was like where's this gonna go like what's this band gonna be and i was like oh wow all right yeah yeah so it was peter chris that filled in for uh for uh, my father-in-law <laughs> there you go wow that's yeah that's a good that makes that beer even more interesting and i think that's interesting yeah the 